0: Alright guys, welcome to The Dad Presents. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Today's going to be a new kind of podcast. You're just going to get 100% straight Maddie boy making noise in your eardrums, just rattling around, making you feel uneasy, kind of like listening to my wife and her Asian sisters do bad karaoke, like we're doing tonight for a birthday party. It's gonna suck. If the government's looking for new ways to torture people at Guantanamo Bay, this is it. Just send my wife and her sisters and uh, have them do karaoke in the cell 24-7. It will drive them mad. So I'm doing this show alone, no guest. I've done maybe two shows in the past alone, but in those I had something specific I wanted to talk about. Not in this one. I'm just going to be shooting you know, straight from the hip bones and it's... I don't know. I don't know where we're going to go with this. It's just going to be like a barrage of mouth farts straight at you. Um, also, in other news, and this is also part of the reason I'm just going solo, our sponsorship with Sheath Underwear has run its course. I've got nothing but great things to say about Sheath and their owner and their, their product and the dual pouch and, and all that, but it's over. It's run its course. They they paid me. They were great. Underwear's great, but that means... The Dad Presents is a free agent. So if you want to sponsor this show, hit me up at uh Matt at the dadpresents.com and we'll work something out. So I don't know, I guess for now this show is sponsored by Free Ballin because without a sponsor and, and no income, I had to burn all my sheath underwear to heat our home and keep us all warm. I mean, yeah, it's it's April in California, but my wife and kids are Filipino and you know, Filipinos are they're kind of pussies about the weather. All right, guys. So let's get on with it. And I'm going to do my best. Um, it might not be the greatest show ever. I mean, let's face it. I'm not a comedian. I'm not. I could be funny, but I'm not a comedian. I'm really not all that smart. Probably not very interesting, but I'm going to do my best. I am, however, pretty easy on the eyes. Pretty gorgeous man here. And it's it's kind of a crime that Spotify doesn't let me do video and all you get is the the audio of it. I mean, we got some just good spank bank material just wasted into the ether. Anyway, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the vaccine, some about Joe Rogan. Maybe we're we'll talk a little bit about the wars and racist police and other parenting stuff. Um, lots we can talk about. Uh, but, you know, speaking of parenting, just yesterday, I walk in the bathroom on my son Kyrie. He's eight. He's running that bidet. And dude's not just running it, but he's, he's running this thing. I mean, he's working it hard, really going for it. And I'm like, yo, dude, Kyrie, why are you running the bidet so long? You don't need to do it that long. And he says, well, cause I run it until it fills up. And I'm like, what do you mean? Until it fills your butt up? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, that's not how you do it. You're giving yourself an enema with the bidet. Now, I don't know if you guys have had enemas. I, I've had to get em- enemas several times. It's not pleasant. Um, it's not pleasant. It's very uncomfortable feeling. But he says, it soaks up all the poop particles inside me and then I poo them out. And then he proceeds while I'm watching him to grunt and push it all out. I mean, this it's amazing how kids have no shame. This kid's going to be a problem. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. So. I don't know. He's not wrong. It does clean it all out. It's probably a a healthy way to do it. But uh, he just, he, when he goes in there, he's in there for no less than a half hour, just like an old man, just loves filling his butt up with that bidet. I don't know, man. Hope it doesn't turn him gay. Kidding. I'm kidding. Shouldn't have said that. I'm totally kidding. Remember jokes, people. I mean, I don't think that's how you get turned gay. And even if he goes gay, even if he goes gay, I will love him just as much. Maybe even more. I might love him more. I might actually love him more because gay dudes are fun. I've had a lot of gay friends. They're fun. They are fun. In fact, I might even catch him, help him catch a man. I might. So just relax. It was a joke. I was joking. But, but, you know. It's 2021, and there's still a lot of people out there using toilet paper, not using bidets. I don't get it, man. What's wrong with you? Like, if you have a dog, and you walk your dog, right, and the dog poos, and you go to pick up the poo, and you accidentally get a hole in the bag, and you get a little poo on your finger, do you go inside and then, like, rub the poo off with with tissue paper? No, no. You don't because you're not a savage. You wash it with soap and water because that's the only way to get it clean. So why are you abusing your butthole using dry toilet paper on your hairy, nasty manhole? It's like it's like trying to wipe peanut butter out of a shag carpet with a paper towel. Just do better, people. So obviously, this podcast is brought to you by or, 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 bidets. I mean, seriously, somebody who makes a bidet should sponsor this podcast because I, I seem to talk about it quite a bit. Maybe I'll reach out to one. We need a sponsor. Guys, if you want a sponsor, hit us up at com. Okay, so in actual news, I did have actually one segment I had prepared to talk about, and it's the recent... Um, recent podcast joe rogan did with dave smith now since rogan went to spotify i've not been listening like i used to i used to be i used to listen to all of them um but i really like dave smith he's a libertarian and they were talking about the covid vaccine and the idea of a vaccine passport and all that and it became a giant giant controversy um and it's insane that it became a controversy, and it kind of proves Rogan's point in the clip that even talking about it is controversial. So let me just play the clip, and uh, then we'll talk about it. Okay.
1: You should get vaccinated if you're vulnerable. I think you should get vaccinated if you feel like my parents are vaccinated. I've encouraged a lot of people to give. And people say, Do you think it's safe to get vaccinated? I've said, Yeah, I think for the most part, it's safe to get vaccinated. I do. I do. But if you're, like, 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I, I go, no. Yeah. You're, are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should – if you're if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like, I don't think you need to worry about this. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But there's a uh, lot of jobs – that will tell you you need to have this. Well, that's what's but starting to happen now. Wor- People are worried about them doing it for their children. And we talked about this earlier, yeah. that the, 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 you might have to have your, your children vaccinated. <laughs> and, you know, I can tell you as someone who's both, both my children got the, va- the, the virus, it was nothing. I mean, I hate to say that. If someone's children died from this, I'm very sorry that that happened. I'm not, I'm not in any way diminishing that. But I'm saying the personal experience that my children had with COVID was nothing. One of the kids had a headache. The other one didn't feel good for a couple of days. Yeah. Like I maybe mean, I mean not feel good like mm, like no, no big deal. No coughing. Right. No, no, no achy. No like in agony. There was none of that. It was very mild. It was it was akin to them getting a cold. Yeah, and you can have this thing where it's like you were saying this virtue signaling and this kind of like theatrical display of I get the vaccine, what a good person I am, I care about everyone. But you're like, look, and my daughter's a lot younger than your kids, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not injecting my daughter with something to fucking virtue signal. Right. Like I'm not doing that. Right. If there's something that she's of no risk, statistically has no risk from, right. I'm sorry, I'm not taking any experiment uh, on her in that. And that's that's my attitude. Toward but it's it. amazing that that's controversial.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that was the podcast that raised a, a Twitter storm that raised, C- got CNN talking about it, F- got Fauci, Fauci talking about Rogan, um, you know, saying he sh- you shouldn't take your advice from Rogan. He's not a doctor as far as I know. I mean, F- Fauci, you're barely a doctor, but let's just look at the facts and the science here. Okay, let's, let's look at facts and let's, let's think about what Rogan and what Dave Smith were saying. COVID has killed less than 100 school-aged kids, less than 100 nationwide. Last year, the flu, in a down year for the flu, killed 188. Nobody's rushing out to get their kids vaccinated by the flu, and nobody's shaming people who don't want to do it. Um, Number two, COVID is basically non-threatening to children, as you can see from those stats. And the the vaccine, regardless of how much you trust the science, it's a brand new kind of vaccine. This RNA vaccine is brand new. It's experimental medicine. We know nothing about the long term consequences. So why would any parent be shamed about not wanting to inject their their kids with experimental medicine that they don't need? I believe I'm a I'm a believer in, in vaccines. I am. They're making me distrust this one because they won't leave it alone. But I'm a believer in vaccines. Every time I travel, I get the vaccines but I'm not going to get a vaccine I don't need. Kids don't need it. Rogan goes on to say that both of his kids had COVID and it was no big deal. So you want him to get his kids vaccinated when there's already less than a 1% chance they're going to get infected again. They already have antibodies. So they have less than a 1% chance of being infected with a disease that has less than a 0.00001% chance of killing them. Basically, you multiply... The 1% chance of reinfection time, the death rate for children their age and their risk is zero. So you want to shame him because he won't inject them with experimental medicine. Then you got Dave Smith saying he won't inject his two-year-old with the vaccine to protect her against something that's a non-threat. His, his kid's a baby. Two years old is a baby. No babies have died from this. And he's getting killed. I mean, has everyone lost their collective minds about this stuff? the way that that people on the left and the media and government is pushing this thing it reminds me of the of the the war propaganda on Iraq it reminds me of when they they pushed the idea that the fundamentals of the economy were awesome in 2008 right before the economy crashed it reminds me of how they they lambasted us for 3 years about how Donald Trump and then Tulsi Gabbard were Russian agents i mean the way you're just shoving this thing down our throat. You're making me not trust it. So so what's the end game here? Why do you want us to have it so bad? And what's the obsession with other people's decisions on the vaccine? Why do you care? If you're vaccinated, you're protected, right? If you're vaccinated, you're protected. The vaccine works. You get the vaccine. You're fine. Don't worry about your neighbor. Hey, America, Americans, mind your own fucking business. And then, and then, what do you think you're going to tell me I need I need to get it to to protect other people, right? You you say, "Well, your kids need to get it. It's not about them. It's about protecting other people." Well, let's start with um fuck you. Protecting my kids is my entire purpose for existing, okay? So, I'm a parent. That's what parents are supposed to do. Protect their kids. So, I'm not going to inject them with an experimental medicine to protect other people. But more but beyond that, number 2, we know kids don't pass this thing on to grownups. All the science shows that. And then number three, beyond that, if you're, if you're vaccinated, it's not a threat to you if my kids aren't vaccinated. So what are you even talking about? Fauci telling everybody that after the vaccine, they still need to wear their masks so that they don't infect other people. I mean, you can't have it both ways. Either the vaccine works and protects you from the virus and keeps you from spreading the virus and my kids can't infect you if they're not vaccinated or the vaccine doesn't protect you from the virus, in which case my kids getting the virus doesn't protect you. It's like they they don't want to give on any of their talking points, but they're talking because if they give on any of their talking points, they lose a little bit of control. Yet their talking points conflict with one another. So anyway, here in LA, I learned yesterday from my friend that that we have a concert coming up and I really wanted to go because it's my favorite performer, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder's performing and I've not seen a concert in over a year. I had tickets to see Pearl Jam uh, last year. And then of course the pandemic hit and uh, did Pearl Jam refund the money? No, they postponed the concert indefinitely. Still not rescheduled. So they still have my $600. But anyway, wanted to go to this. But wait, can't go. It's a concert to raise awareness for the COVID vaccine. And you got to be vaccinated to get into the concert. So here's my thing. Do we really need to raise awareness about this vaccine? I mean, is there a person anywhere in the country? Maybe, maybe somebody living in a cave under a rock inside a box at the bottom of the ocean who hasn't heard about the vaccine? One person? I don't think so. I think we've all been made aware of this vaccine. So if you're trying to raise awareness about the vaccine, why are you making the vaccine mandatory for admission? Wouldn't all those people at the concert already have heard of the vaccine if they've already got the vaccine? Or are these people who are just like walking around outside and accidentally fell on a, on a needle full of vaccine and uh, weren't aware so that You're going to tell them about it at the concert. It doesn't make any sense. And beyond that, I guarantee you go to that concert, a concert full of vaccinated people. I guarantee they're going to have those people wearing their masks. Guarantee it. So does the vaccine work and protect you or do you need the mask? And if you need the mask because it might not fully protect you, why do you need my kids? to get the vaccine to protect you when it doesn't even protect you. You see the kind of failure of this circular logic here? I mean, someday in the future, scientists are gonna point back to people in 2021 who were walking around outside in the sunshine, on the beach, all alone, after being vaccinated with two masks on, and they're gonna make fun of those people. I was down to the beach yesterday and they were filming an episode of, um, insecure an hbo show and literally everybody on the beach i know they were all vaccinated it's hollywood people all wearing masks most of them two masks and when that when we get to that day in the future when they're mocking 2021 i just hope i'm alive to see that day just just for a slice of um it'll just be satisfying so uh, I I mean, this concert, right? It's frustrating because more than anything from these lockdowns, I do miss live music. And I just know everything from this point forward, it's going to be woke. Everything's going to be woke. And somehow getting a vaccine is the woke thing to do now. And I'm not against getting the vaccine. At some point, I'll probably get it when I feel like maybe next winter, uh, it's coming back around. And I don't know. But... I don't like the way they're pressing me into it, and I'm certainly not going to get it to be admitted into to some concert. Like, why don't they just go all the way with the wokeness at the concert? Make people when they when they when they get to the door and they hand in their ticket, make them show their COVID passport, and then make them state their their pronoun to get in. Hi, uh, yes, I'm vaccinated, and my pronoun is go fuck yourself. If I don't don't want to sidetrack with pronouns, but if you got in a time machine and went way, 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 way back to five years ago and you went to West Hollywood, a gay bar in West Hollywood, the gayest part of Los Angeles, and you started a statement with, um, hey, nice to meet you. My pronouns are zer, zir." The gay person you were talking to or the bi person or the trans person would probably respond with, oh, dude, I want some of whatever you're taking. Nobody... I've been to a zillion gay bars in West Hollywood. Nobody's, nobody was talking like that. When when did this become a thing? It's, it's like, it's mind control. Who does it do any good for? And, and and you know what else they should do at this concert? They should, they should segregate people at the concert. According to skin color, black people on one side, uh, lighter black people in another section, Lighter skin people in another section, moving on to brown, to uh, different hues of white and um, Asian skin tones. Oh, well, that seems super racist, Matt. Well, I, Yeah, you would think that seems super racist, except that's what super woke universities are doing now. I'm not kidding. You got colleges like Smith College, others, many. They're fighting racism by having segregated dorms and eight different kinds of eight different kinds of graduation ceremonies according to race and other factors. I'm not kidding, they're fighting racism apparently by having uh, graduation ceremonies just for black people. That's how you fight segregation now. This is a whites-only graduation. Sorry, sir, you got to get out of here and go to the blacks-only graduation. What? I don't know, man. Somebody somebody needs to get in touch with Elon and tell him to hurry the fuck up with the sex ro- robots. I I feel like I need to disappear into the woods with a sex robot and just never talk to real people again. Speaking of sex robots, the wife and I were we were watching a show now called uh it's called what's it called Better Than Us. Or at least that's what it translates to in English. It's a foreign show about AI sex bots that predictably exceed humanity and, and, you know, it becomes a problem. So we're watching this show and I'm like, you know, babe, when the sex bots finally arrive, you're cool with us getting a few of those, right? And of course, she rolls her eyes and walks out of the room, annoyed, which is standard. Standard. I don't know why she wouldn't like that. You know, a a robot to do some of the things she doesn't want to do probably be good for us, be good for her. But it's like, I don't know. It's like sometimes I feel like women don't want their husbands to be happy. Not like they don't want us to be happy exactly, but if we're happy and it's not directly correlated to them, it's a problem. Like if I walk in the house and I'm smiling, like I, I was just out and about. And I come in the house and I'm smiling. Maybe I'm laughing. There's going to be an interrogation for that. <laughs> There's going to be questions like, why? Why are you smiling? Why Why are you having a good time? You just came in the house. You weren't with me. Why are you having a good time? What's going on here? I think that's most husbands still. Anyway, um, I don't know. How do you guys like the shirt I'm wearing? Oh, never mind. You can't see it. Bummer for you it it's it's like uh it's like a 1980s style collared alligator shirt like old school alligator shirt except it's not an alligator it's like some cheap knockoff I, i think it's an aardvark or something can't really tell i used to be really fashionable my whole life i was i was i was a fashionable guy um I would, I would go to Melrose. Melrose. You guys know Melrose from the show, but there's a street in LA called Melrose where you go there and it's like all these trendy clothing stores and you go in and, and the girls there um, will take you by the arm and smile at you and they're all beautiful and, and like uh, sexed up and, and wearing high heels and short skirts. And they will, I don't know if they do this for everybody, but they would take me into the dressing room, pick out clothes for me and dress me head to toe. Literally dress me. Help me out of my pants, help me into a pair of, of, of brown leather pants and a fishnet shirt. That's the kind of shit I used to get suckered into buying because these girls were sharks. Um and they told me I look hot in it. So I would pay whatever they wanted. Um anyway, I got married and uh I don't do that anymore. Now I have seven shirts that I wear. In rotation. Literally, I have seven shirts. Seven shirts. Like one for every day of the week. And I just wear them over and over and over again. And they're all equally terrible, like this one. And what I've realized is that I was never actually interested in fashion. I was just interested in getting laid. And girls like it when you look nice. I also don't understand fashion. As I mentioned, I would I once spent something like $800. Now we're talking 2002 when $800 might as well have been 5000 and I was poor. I once bought spent $800 on tan leather pants and a black fishnet shirt that I probably wore 3 times and looked ridiculous in. Ridiculous but also sexy. It, it was all just about getting girls, right? And when you break it down, getting girls, getting laid is really the entire motivation for all things we do in life, right? For men and, and women, really, we don't realize it. But on a subconscious level, that's, that's our motivation. Like if, if I didn't have a sex drive and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, whatever. If you're a man, you got a sex drive and that sex drive is driving you to be awesome so that you can impress people and get laid. It's, on, it's happening on a subconscious level. Like if, if I had no desire to ever see boobs, I have no doubt I would be living in a tent on Hermosa Beach. I'd be collecting welfare. I'd get up at 10, 11 o'clock and I'd surf and I'd play volleyball. Then I'd get drunk on cheap beer by 2 p.m. I'd pass out happy under Hermosa Pier with, with all the heroin addicts. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I'd probably be sticking a needle in my arm with them. I mean, why not, right? Why not? Sex motivates everything. It's it's really a clever trick by human nature um, that keeps society moving forward. Without it, we'd stop reproducing. Without it, we would stop. Advancing scientifically like science happens. Science doesn't happen because humans are trying to improve society. I don't think it does. I, I mean, they are, they, they are improving society, but I think that's a side effect. I think science happens because some pimply face geek in high school couldn't get laid. So he had to invent penicillin to impress a girl. <laughs> right. I, I mean, yeah, he wants to make the world a better place, but, that's not what it stems from. Not originally. It's his biological need to procreate. You know, think about this expression. People say jocks are dumb. And well, they're not. They're not dumb. What happens with jocks is they just got too much easy pussy at too young of an age. They got spoiled and then never needed to work for it. They never needed to to strengthen their brain because it came so easy. It's just simple facts, folks. I mean, look, it's it's basically the same stereotype that fat girls are better at oral sex and are funnier, right? That's a stereotype that it, it's not always true, just like it's not always true that jocks are dumb, but it, it it's a stereotype because more times than not, it is true. Why are fat girls better at oral sex and why are they funnier? Well, because they got to work harder to catch a man that the super hot hottie doesn't have to work for. Men are throwing themselves at that hottie. They're not throwing themselves at that fat girl. It's facts, people. Jocks aren't dumb. They're just spoiled. <laughs> um, What else? I jotted down a few topics here just, just so it wouldn't get stale. We wouldn't get what else? The governor, our governor, California. Well, first of all, he's he's being recalled. Awesome. Definitely going to vote for that. Um, There was an article came out in the LA times this week that he, that when the pandemic started, he had asked a general to buzz grocery stores with F-15s to stop the panic buying. You fucking shitting me? An F-15, you guys, if if one of those are flown at a low altitude, it'll shatter glass. Like that's, those are used during war to like scare people straight. They're just flying low over a town and freak everybody out to to scare them into compliance, so that we don't have to fire any bullets. That's how loud and intimidating they are. This governor was like, uh, "General, people are buying uh, more toilet paper than I'm comfortable with." Uh, like, would you mind buzzing Trader Joe's with an F-15 and scaring the shit out of them? That's our governor. That was his idea. This guy is the worst. He wouldn't let us go for the beach for months. For months. I don't think we were allowed to, I mean, I went every day just out of spite, but we were not allowed to go from March till like June. The beach, which is literally, literally, and, and the truest form of the word literally, other than locking yourself in a box, the beach is the safest place you could be in a pandemic. Under the sun where UV lights kill it, uh, fresh air, open air, wind moving, safest place you can be. Wouldn't let us go there. Hasn't let our kids be educated for a full year. He killed the restaurant industry single-handedly while he's simultaneously going out to eat with his buddies at the most expensive restaurant in California. Honestly, I'm so glad this motherfucker is being recalled. So glad. And his his opponents crack me up. Number 1 you got Major Williams, a black Republican man. We've had him on the show. I'm going to try to get him back. And Caitlyn Jenner, a trans lady Republican. I'm also trying to get her on. So, you know, he said this recall is 100% due to MAGA racists. Okay. Okay, Gavin. Okay. Good luck with the racist, sexic, sexist, transphobic narrative with a with a black man and a, a trans lady. Good luck with that narrative, buddy. It's literally the only narrative he's got. and And he will still try to call them racist and sexist or something. I mean, yeah, blame it on racism. Blame, blame this recall of racism. I mean, no need to consider the fact that your policies were shit or that your policies literally caused our streets to be filled with human shit. You go anywhere in Los Angeles now, anywhere, you go under any overpass in Los Angeles and you will find human shit from homeless people because of this man's policies. And we've always had a, a problem with homelessness out here but it is tenfold worse in the last two years. It's everywhere. But in the era of no accountability, it's not my fault. That's what Gavin says. It's not my fault. It's the racist. Look, America has a lot of problems and there's definitely racist people in America, but it's not our biggest problem. It's probably not even top 10. Still, if the the media can't tell a, a news story through the lens of racism... They don't tell the story. So the recall, of course, has to be about racism or they would not even be talking about it. And the reality is the racism that exists in America, they're called systemic. I don't know what the fuck that means because they never define it. But if they mean it's like in our laws, it's not. There's no racist laws on the books. You can't point to one law and say this is a racist law. The racism that exists in America is in people's hearts. Okay, and that's all over the world, um, and it comes from two things. It comes from fear of the unknown, and it comes from it comes from lack of experience and information on other people. You don't correct that by pointing at one group of people and shaming them about who they are and ramping up identity politics and and forcing people into tr- their tribal corners. You correct that by getting people together so they can learn about each other and realize that we're all mostly the same. The identity politics that these wokesters engage in, it just creates resentment and hatred and anger and and more racism. Identity politics literally makes racist. It just does. That's just a fact because you're forcing people to identify, right? I'm a human, I'm a human. That's how I choose to identify. But you keep telling me I'm a straight white man over and over. I'm a straight white man and I'm bad because of it. Well, you know, that's going to affect a lot of people until they start pushing back against that. And and I don't mean pushing back like I'm pushing back against the narrative. I mean pushing back like, fuck, yeah, I'm a straight white man. Fuck everybody else. That's what happens. That's what we're seeing. And that's not good. So now that these wokesters, they want to abolish the police okay, cool. Do it. I don't give a fuck. I'm down with that. I don't like people ruling over me. I don't, I don't like cops. I respect people who are cops, a lot of good cops, but I'm not into it. Give me my freedom, man. But I got a question. How are you going to force me to wear my mask in Walmart when all the cops are gone? See, they don't want to abolish the cops. It's bullshit. They don't want to. They say that, but what they want to do is get rid of local law enforcement. They want to rename law enforcement something else or come up with some woke sounding name and then they're nationalize it so that they can control it from the federal level. Just like they, they're trying to do with HR one and elections, trying to nationalize elections and COVID rules about what you can and cannot do and pretty much everything else. These motherfuckers are dangerous monsters. Um, what else uh, getting back to, to Joe Rogan. So another podcast he did this week, um, that I jotted down and listened to yesterday. Actually, he, he did a, a podcast with a liberal Washington post journalist, Josh Rogan. Okay. Josh Rogan on Joe Rogan. And I found this to be very revealing. I already knew a lot of this, but I love that this guy was on Rogan spouting this because so many people listen to Rogan. They need to hear this. So here's, here's some facts. Let me give you some facts, no opinion. This is according to journalists, a liberal journal journalist, Josh Rogan from the Washington post, a very liberal rag. So during the Obama administration, Obama shut down funding for all gain of research function studies. Now, what gain of function is, is it means you take a virus and you attempt to weaponize it, make it more dangerous. Um, and you're doing that so that you can you can predict a pandemic and stay ahead of it by coming up with medicine to treat it okay that's the purpose of it so fauci is in charge of all funding for this type of study okay um obama got rid of gain of function study got got rid of funding it and fauci went behind his back to get it going again okay then in wuhan they we were heavily funding their gain of, of research study, which I don't understand why we're funding studies in other countries to begin with. That's another topic, but but we were funding what they were doing. So in 2018, our scientists go over there and they come back with reports about how dangerous what they were doing was and how they were lacking proper safety protocols and how it could lead to a pandemic. Now, these are these reports are government documents and they were released. So you can read these this is fact so okay now the virus they were studying in Wuhan in that lab was coronavirus doing gain of function research trying to make it more dangerous on bats so it seems pretty fucking likely that the coronavirus which we know started with bats came from that lab started in that city so either that's the case or you believe the official story and the official story is that a bat, a thousand miles away from Wuhan, bit a pangolin, whatever the fuck that is, and that pangolin made its way to Wuhan and came in contact with a human at a wet market. Which of those seems more likely? Yet for, the, for, for a whole year, the press, would, the press would shame anybody, including myself, who mentioned this theory and, and social media would ban them. I got banned on, on Facebook and on Twitter for f- a couple weeks for sharing articles like this. But now that the big bad, bad uh, orange man is gone, CNN and others are openly discussing this theory because Trump's gone, which is weird, right? Like facts are facts, but it's like Trump supported an idea and he called it the, the China flu. So all liberals had to say, nope, fake news, fake news, misinformation, dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And that's not how things should work. Uh, What else? What else do I have here? Oh, yeah. Biden's Biden's uh, snooze fest the other night. You guys catch that? Man's amazing. He, He somehow manages to be the most boring man I've ever heard talking while simultaneously scaring the shit out of me. Here's some things that he said, okay? He said the attack on January 6th was the biggest attack on democracy since the Civil War. What? I mean, mean, let's just ignore the obvious, you know, 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. Besides those two, I don't even think The January 6th attack was the biggest attack on democracy in the past year. What about locking people in their homes and telling them they can't work or go to church? That seems like a little bit bigger of an attack. What about the censorship of speech we've seen for a year when, when talking about anything COVID related? What about an entire summer of violent attacks and murders, 40 of them that were Literally backed by state actors like Kamala Harris. What about a coordinated attempt to remove a democratically elected presidency from the first day he got in? Don't all of those seem a little bit bigger of attacks on democracy in the past year, let alone all time? I don't know. Then, he, then we got the standard line from him that white supremacy is the biggest threat to America. And America is systemically racist. But then two minutes later, he's telling us America is a great country. Okay. I don't know how it could be racist to its rotten core, but also be a a great country. Seems to conflict with each other, but okay, whatever, Joe. But the most terrifying thing he said to me as a dad, this is the dad presents. And so this is the thing that really stuck with me is he started talking about Getting our children to school by age three. Now he's talking about he's talking about this uh new program of of um the way they described it is helping helping parents with daycare. Okay, but this daycare is gonna be school and it's gonna start by age three. Age three, guys. Three mandatory school by age three. That's where it's headed. Which is crazy to me. The the only reason to do that, number one, is is because you want more moms in the workforce. Like, when did that become a noble thing? If a mom wants to work, cool. But it seems like everything we do in society pushes them towards that and shames them from being moms. And if you look at, if you look at why society has decayed and why we have so many people in prison and, and so many people on drugs and so much mental health, it all stems from bad home lives. That's the biggest factor always. The number one correlating factor with whether or not someone ends up in jail is what kind of home they grew up in. So you want to take even more parents out of the home and start indoctrinating our kids when they're three. So I don't know, Joe, why Why wait till three? Why don't you just send a senator to every live birth in the country? Put one of them in scrubs and put them in the mandatory in the maternity ward and, and let him pull the, the baby right out the vagina and, and, and Senator can take it in the other room and start talking to it about how bailouts are good for the economy and wars are good for the democracy. Let's just get right to it. Let's not waste any time. But don't worry, people. They'll take good care of your kid and make sure your kid gets fed and gets his diaper changed and they'll do all that hard stuff, you know? And then you can see your kid on holidays, you know, like in China for kids who are on the Olympic team. Let, let, let's take it even further with the kids. After birth, give them all their vaccinations right away. All of them. A- every, every vaccination. All of them. All, all three COVID vaccines too. Just give them all of them. And, and, and then let's cut their dick skin off. you know. The, and uh, maybe let's brand them with the American flag and, and, the, and the Democratic donkey even. And let's just be super bullish on education. And why even stop at just cutting off the dick skin? Let's, let's cut the whole dick. Take the whole dick off. And then make him choose a pronoun. Let's not name babies anymore. They, they, they just get pronouns when they leave the hospital. And maybe if you give birth to a white kid, maybe they could just like darken his skin right there. No, that, 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 actually, that'd be blackface. That would be bad. Maybe just put the, ba- the white baby in a corner for a few days and yell at it and tell it why it's evil. Maybe, maybe there's a way they could start propagandizing and I mean, educating the fetus when it's still in the womb. That would be even better. Just what happened to letting kids play and be kids? I don't want to sound like a Republican. I hate the Republicans and I hate how they romanticize the fifties because I wasn't alive in the fifties, but it doesn't seem like it was that awesome though it seems like it's better than, than what the direction we're headed in now. What, what happened to the 80s when I was a kid? You know, you go out, you play with your friends all day. Your mom sticks her head out the door and yells, dinner's ready. You come home, you get dinner. Kids had great childhoods. Mom was home most of the time. You know, dad had time to spend with the family and play. Now dad comes home exhausted Mom comes home exhausted. Kids are are taking care of themselves for the most part. You know, I, I complain a lot that schools have been out for the last year. And I complain because I think it's bullshit and I think it's unnecessary. Um, and I think it's abusive. But personally, for my kids, for my family... I've worked from home so I got to spend a ton of time with them and it was it was a wonderful year. I we had a wonderful year. The COVID year was wonderful for us. We're blessed. I rant and I rave because what they're doing is wrong and they've ruined millions of lives, but we're among the ble- the blessed. My kids had the most fun year of their lives, quite honestly. They we have a group of friends who we get together with and play with and and They had a great year, but a lot of parents were scared. A lot of parents kept their kids. We have friends who kept their kids locked up for a year, didn't do shit, and they're not going to recover from that. And my kids probably learned more in the last year than they would have learned in a year of school anyway, because I talk to them and I teach them and I give them tests and I make them read books, but not everybody has time to do that. In fact, we're considering homeschooling and we're, I told you, we're considering moving out of the country and homeschooling. But, but I'm sure homeschooling will be illegal soon. So I don't know. Um, all right, guys. Uh, this is getting long. I, I wanted to do a half hour. I think we're way, way past that, probably up over an hour. Uh, so I don't know. This was a new thing. I hope you didn't hate it. And if there's, check out the website, thedadanswers.com. Some good stuff on there for parents. Working on that every week. Um, We're the wife and I were just working and looking at ways to become financially independent. And when I, when I mean independent, I don't mean like independently wealthy. I just mean, I've always been a businessman and I've taken care of my family. And since selling my business three years ago, now I have a boss. And when you have a boss, you're vulnerable. And we're trying to get back in charge of our lives and get the fuck out of Dodge and just get our freedom back. Um, And if you didn't listen to the last podcast with Mikhail Thorup, go back and listen to it now. I think it's episode 103 and you're here why it's so exciting to be doing what we're doing and a lot of families are doing. You can do it too. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll be back soon.